Welcome to Dentists, Puns, and Money. I'm your host, Sean Terrell, and my guest in this episode is Dr. Eric Block. Dr. Block is a practicing dentist from Acton, Massachusetts, who battled burnout early in his career. Thanks to therapy and other adjustments, Dr. Block loves his work again, and he's recently written a book called The Stress-Free Dentist. We dive into that, as well as Dr. Block's other various ventures within dentistry. As a reminder, our affiliated firm, Dentist Exit Planning, helps dentists nearing clinical retirement reduce their lifetime tax bill and replace their practice income so they don't have to compromise on the lifestyle they've come to love. If you are interested in financial guidance on your exit from dentistry, schedule an initial consultation with us on our website, which is dentistexit.com. And with that introduction, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Dr. Eric Block. All right, Dr. Eric Block, welcome to Dentist Puns and Money. I am excited to hear your story and thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, Sean. So let's start with uh, giving the audience a little context about you and, and your work in dentistry. Could you share a little bit more about how you've reached this current point of your career? Yeah, so I'm a full-time practicing dentist uh, in Acton, Massachusetts, which, which is about 20 minutes, um, actually 30 minutes west of Boston. And I grew up here, but I went to Tulane University undergrad, not thinking I was going to become a dentist, even though my dad was a dentist and I've always been, always was around dentistry. I actually went to Tulane to be eventually in the business school. And I sat through, you know, statistics and microeconomics and macroeconomics. And I said, you know what, this isn't for me. And I ended up choosing psychology as a, as a major, because I, I tell you too, that I didn't really know what to do. Thinking maybe, you know, psychology, maybe, maybe physical therapy, maybe a physician and dentistry was kind of way down on the radar. But one night I was intoxicated, which a lot of college <laughs> students tend to do. And I just missed my mouth and I hit my number nine central incisor and I cracked it in half. And I literally walked around that night with half a tooth and felt no pain because I was, you know, I had a few drinks in me. Uh, to this day, I still can't, I have to very slowly drink a bottle of beer because it's just like that, that incident still sticks with me. But I went to a local dentist the next day and they just really patched me up and I, I loved the experience and how they gave me my smile back. And I said, you know what, maybe dentistry is something I could do. So I started to take all the prereq classes and uh, I took the year off and taught tennis and took the DATs and physics. And, uh, and then I applied and got into Nova Southeastern in Fort Lauderdale. And then after that, I graduated in uh, 2002. And then uh, from 2002 to 2004, I did an implant residency at BU, uh, which brought me back to the Boston area. And from there on, I've been a dentist in uh, Acton, Massachusetts, and now I live and practice in the same town. So that's kind of my story of how I, how I got to where I am. Let's, let's start with the first uh, few years in clinical practice for you. I know in the biography you sent me ahead of time, you, you said that uh, stress was a big problem for you, and that sort of led you down a path to helping other dentists with burnout and stress and trying to juggle how hard of a profession clinical dentistry can be in owning a practice. Yeah. And Sean, I actually felt stressed throughout every phase of dentistry. You know, the decision to go to dental school was stressful. Taking the DATs and getting in was stressful. 
of course, the four years of dental school, extremely stressful. Then deciding what to do after dental school was stressful. Being an associate, which you're working under someone else's roof and someone else's culture and someone else's equipment and supplies was was very challenging for me. And then becoming an owner, probably the most stressful uh, part of dentistry is, is actually uh, running your own business. But about halfway through my career, I actually thought about leaving dentistry because I was so stressed. I was so nervous. I was so worried about a bad review or uh, getting sued. I actually thought about leaving dentistry and going to law school so I could be the one doing the suing. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to flip the script. And, but, you know, that wasn't going to happen because uh, I had too many loans and wasn't going to go back to school at that time. So I, you know, I, I really said to myself that I have to do something because you can't live like this. I, I literally couldn't wait until I retired. I couldn't wait until the weekend so I could decompress from the week. I couldn't wait until five o'clock so I could decompress from the day. And it got to the point where I couldn't wait until lunch to get out of there so I could go home or uh, leave the office for an hour to decompress. So I, you know, I was a psychology major at Tulane and I always knew that I wanted to go through therapy. And I finally picked up the phone and I called a local therapist and started going to therapy. And I really figured out, you know, what made me tick, why I was the way I was and why I was so stressed and nervous and exhausted. And it took a while, but I was able to bounce back. And I actually got to the point now where I love going into work every day. I enjoy it. So I actually wrote a book called The Stress-Free Dentist. And it's just kind of sharing my story of how I was able to beat burnout. Because a lot of dentists, they have this false belief that there's nothing they can do, that it's just a stressful profession. And it is what it is. It's the profession they chose. But you know, I wanted to share my story to, to prove that to dental professionals out there, that's not true. And you know, life is too short to dread going into work every day. So that was my reasoning behind my book and um, helping dentists overcome burnout. So a lot of interesting stuff there. And I think most people would agree that in a vacuum, dentistry in and of itself is a fairly stressful career compared to some other the careers that are out there. I'm curious, and this is, you know, we're, we're kind of teetering on a, on a topic that can be sensitive to some people, but as much as you're willing to share, what did you learn from going through therapy about yourself and, and how to handle dentistry? Yeah, I, I, I learned a lot and we dug in deep, man. We went in deep into my childhood and really, you know, what it was all in my noggin. And what I found out I was doing was I was for sure putting way too much pressure on myself to be perfect. I was trying to be everything to everyone. I was saying yes to everyone else, which a lot of times was saying no to myself. Um, I was treating cases that were out of my comfort zone because I didn't want to tell patients no. I didn't want to tell staff members no. I was so uh, afraid of getting into um, you know, difficult confrontational conversation. I was just saying yes to everyone. And I was internalizing that a lot and because I really felt like I was, I was saying no to myself. So I learned that I, you know, I really had to take care of myself before I could take care of others. And a lot of times that means saying no, you know, don't have to treat every case or every patient. But the other thing that I really learned is that even though I have a podcast and I speak, I'm actually quite introverted. And the profession was exhausting to me. 
you know, we go from room to room to room and we always have to put on this happy face to the patient and give them this great patient experience. And, you know, meanwhile, I just got done with an exhausting procedure or I have a patient that's crying in my chair because I just told them that they, they have to have their tooth extracted. And it's mentally and physically exhausting. But then I have to jump into the hygiene room and give that patient my A game mm. and then go into another room. And it's just that constant interaction was really wearing me down. And I thought there was something wrong with me. And I would get home and I would just be so exhausted and I wouldn't have any energy for my wife, or my kids. But I was able to understand that it's okay to not be perfect. No one's going to be perfect. Not too much, put too much pressure on myself. Not say yes to everyone and everything. And also understanding that, like I said, there's nothing wrong with me. This is just the way I'm wired. This is who I am. Uh, so those were some really major uh, breakthroughs for me that helped me get less stressed. What was that transformation like? Because I'm sure, you know, you're discovering some of those things along the way, but it's not a snap your fingers thing. And then, you know, one day you're all stressed out and then the next day, oh, I just got to say no more. And it happens overnight. So I guess kind of how long did that transformation take? And I guess what were some of the things that you learned through the transformation? It probably took years and it's not something that happens overnight. I think it's also very important to reach out to peers. You know, a lot of dentists are are solo practitioners. They're in their own little bubble. Um, they don't have anyone to engage with. So there's, it's so important to, to reach out to other dental professionals because we get each other. We know what we're going through. Uh, we live these parallel lives and it's, it's so important to share your mistakes and failures and, and, and successes. Another thing that really helped me was I reduced physical pain. And having physical pain can be extremely emotionally draining. So I had shoulder surgery about 10 years ago because I was having tremendous shoulder pain. Um, and in dentistry, you know, back, neck pain, shoulder pain, it's uh, wrist pain, it's so common. Mm -hmm. And if you're in pain, you're not happy. You know, it, it, pain is pain. And I ended up changing how I worked. I actually stand now for all my procedures. And uh, I actually removed all the operatory chairs, my, my operatory stool. I have a stand-up desk in my uh, back office, and I'm constantly stretching. I'm constantly doing yoga, like sun salutations in my back office. And I, I hang from a bar and not in a bar, but I hang like, like a, like a chin-up <laughs> bar. But the, all these things that, that I did in, in changing how I work, I also use an isolation device when I work, which is helped me with my left arm as my retracting arm. So it helps retract the cheek, the lips, the tongue. So all these things have, have greatly reduced my, my physical pain. Uh, and from there, it, it reduced a lot of emotional pain as well. That's so interesting because, you know, I started in my career kind of cutting my teeth, pun intended, selling disability insurance to dentists. And that was always one of the big things that you know, dentists wanted insurance for and that uh, insurance companies would be on the lookout for was any pre-existing condition with the back or the neck or the hands. So to hear you kind of talk about how you experienced that and then also some of the, the proactive steps that you've taken uh, to, to help yourself there is really interesting to, to hear in practice. So you wrote the book, The Stress-Free Dentist, and then you kind of touched on a little bit too, but I would imagine that, you know, technology uh, has been really helpful in the last well, it's, it's always evolving, but like the last five or 10 years, there's this huge uh, prevalence of, of dental Facebook groups where other dentists, as you mentioned, can sort of 
commiserate and, and, and talk to each other and support each other and kind of uh, deal with some of the things that everyone is dealing with out there. And you also have a couple Facebook groups that you're involved with as well. Could you share a little bit more there? Yeah, so I, I started the Stress-Free Dentistry Facebook group as well for a, a place for dental professionals to go. Uh, and it, there's so many groups out there that are great. Uh, there's, you know, there's so many ways to engage now that we have uh, in the digital, you know, the digital world and you know, the post-COVID world. So many more people are on Zoom and just uh, it's just so much easier to engage. I'm also very involved with I Love Dentistry. And it's just such a great way to get out there and, you know, like I said, to not just talk about, you know, your successes, but also failures and mistakes and get advice. Shifting gears a little bit, uh, one of your other projects that you have outside of clinical dentistry is a website that you created a couple of years ago called Deals for Dentists. Uh, what is that and how does it help uh, the dental industry? Yeah, so actually you can see behind me, the I have a podcast as well that's associated with the, the website. So actually during the quarantine, I literally said to myself, I can't just, my, my office was shut down and I said, I can't just sit here and eat my kids' leftover dino nuggets. I got to do something. <laughs> so I, I had this idea for a website and it was, I wanted to bring the trade show price directly to the dental office or any new customer offer that a, a company had, like a new account special, such as with implants, I would get, you know, buy 20 implants, get a free surgical kit type of thing. So I wanted to reach out to as many companies as possible to display their new account specials. And then I reached out to a lot of dentists and my goal is to connect the two, to connect dentists to kind of new customer offers are out there and kind of see what companies are across the country. And from there, I was having such great conversations with both dentists and companies to hear their stories and how they got into dentistry and how they help dentists that I said, you know what, this could be a podcast. So that's where the podcast came from. And I think we just launched our 105th episode and we're getting about over 8,000 downloads a month. And that's kind of where the, the podcast came from. And I just love hearing people's stories and how they got into dentistry and how they help other dentists. One of the worries or complaints that I hear from private practice dentists a lot is how you know the economies of scale in corporate dentistry put corporate dentistry at such an advantage. So with deals for dentists, is that another way to sort of maybe get a little bit more purchasing power for the, the, the more independent dentists that are out there? Is that how it works or am I totally missing, missing the, the mark? No, it's, you're right on. And it's, you know, we're never going to be able to compete with the purchasing power of a, you know, like a, a large DSO. But I used to have the rep, I would call the local rep of a, of a dental company, such as an implant company. And I would say, hey, what kind of you know, new account special can you give me? And usually there was a discount. Uh, usually there was some kind of package deal I could get. So I started doing it just beyond just implants and calling other companies. And I wanted to uh, categorize it and make it organized and show dentists you know, all across the country that all you have to do is ask. And I wanted to make it transparent so that uh, dentists could see what kind of specials are out there and you don't have to wait until the trade show. That's a way that a lot of dentists used to shop is they would wait until the local trade show and then get the trade, you know, the, the trade show discount. And I wanted to bring that directly to the dentist's office, especially nowadays since kind of trade shows are are not what they used to be. 
So I wanted to bring that discount right to the dental office. How's the response been in the marketplace? I know you're only a couple of years in, but what, what sort of feedback have you received? Yeah, it's been great because uh, it's 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 a way for not only for dentists to, you know, to see to get some discounts, but it creates awareness for companies. So it helps companies that are starting up create that brand awareness, and it helps dentists see what other companies are out there and what kind of offers are out there. Because you know, dentists right now especially need to save as much money as possible and try to make uh, as much revenue as possible. So it's it's just a way to to help and um, uh, get discounts and see what companies are out there. It's so interesting. Another benefit of technology is just in the last five years, you know, everything in my industry used to be so ge- you know, geographic specific. Like I wouldn't really work with dentists outside of central Iowa or Iowa sort of in general. But now for me, it's become sort of a, a national or even a global marketplace in some instances. And, you know, what you were kind of talking about with the trade show was, you know, a dentist might go to the one that's in their state or, you know, one state over Chicago or the, the big ones that are out there, but, you know, they couldn't go to all the trade shows all over the country. So I think, you know, getting the best deals that are available without geographic limitations is a, is a really cool deal. Yeah. So the Yankee Dental is, uh, you know, the one in Boston, that's the big one here in New England. Mm-hmm. And dentists would just wait, you know, they'd wait until, you know, the Yankee Dental and, do all their shopping for, you know, for most of the year uh, in that one weekend. But those big conferences um, aren't what they used to be. And I just didn't want dentists to have to wait and to, uh, to be able to see deals immediately. I'd like to spend a few minutes kind of on your career as an author. Obviously, you wrote The Stress-Free Dentist that we've talked about, um, but you also wrote The Stress-Free, uh, was it Stress-Free Implants? Yep. Stress-free dental implants. How do those two books differ or the same? Maybe go a little deeper there. Yeah. Well, The Stress-Free Dentist was my first book. And that's just really all about my story of of how I overcame burnout. And The Stress-Free Dental Implants, which I just wrote in 2022, uh, came out in July. Um, and both of them are available on Amazon. Or you can go to thestressfreedentist.com and um, get the links to, to buy those books. But Stress-Free Dental Implants was all about my journey with dental implants because I've been doing implants, you know, both place and restorative for 20 years. And initially, they were one of the most stressful procedures I did. Uh, and a lot of that was because I was planning on 2D technology and I was freehanding my surgeries. I started to reinvigorate my implant journey by going 3D, and now I place all of my implants uh, surgically guided, and I actually 3D print my own guides, and that has extremely reduced the amount of stress to the point where implants are now one of the most enjoyable procedures I do all day. And also, with this technology, we have a cone beam in our office, I will actually plan the case right in front of the patient, and they are totally wowed by the technology. Uh, so typically they will sign up for treatment, but it also gives me a way to see if it's a case that I actually want to get involved with. When I see that case in 3D and plan the implant, then I say that this may not be a case that is in my comfort zone, in which case I'll refer to a colleague. So that has reduced a lot of stress for me as well. Whereas planning on 2D technology a lot of the times I would just hope and pray that there was enough bone or I had my drill in the right position. 
Um, so this book was just all about my kind of my journey and how I've created implants to be one of the most financially rewarding, but also one of the most enjoyable procedures I do in my general practice. That's great. And you're working on a children's book as well. So you really like to write. I actually enjoy it. And I was by no means a writer. I was like a C plus student in high school. And um, English and writing were were not one of my uh, strong suits for sure. But I just the more I do it, the better you get at it. It's like a muscle. You know, the more you do something, you get better and you just keep doing it. And I write articles and, and blogs and I'm on my, actually my third book called The Stress-Free Entrepreneur. And then I'm actually writing a children's book and you just get better at it. And when I write, it's like, you know, hours could go by and I kind of been in the zone writing. So it's actually relaxing for me. It's, it's something I really enjoy doing. That's opposite of me. I, uh, I wrote a book and I did not enjoy the process that much. <laughs> and I'm an English major, or that was one of the majors I had in college. So I like to write. I'm just really slow at it. And that makes it yeah. kind of stressful for me, I guess. Uh, so, so many different things that you're involved in outside of clinical dentistry. How do you juggle it all? I, I know you're also a father as well. Yeah, I have two kids and um, seven and nine-year-olds. And I actually find that having all these other things going on, you can call them side gigs or you know whatever you want to call them. Just being an entrepreneur in general has really helped me within my office and clinical dentistry. I feel like if I didn't have these other things going on, then I would just be thinking about the office, the office, the office, the office. And now, like, if, for example, yesterday, I had a, a few cancellations in my schedule. And I was like, cool, I'll go work on some other things. So I, I squeeze it all in, you know, a lot of times it's in between patients. Or like today, I have the day off in my clinical practice, and I'm just working on um, podcasts and, and finishing up with a book. And I have a, a, a live Facebook coming up, uh, returning emails. So I just, I fit it all in. Um, but like we were chatting about earlier, I, I enjoy doing it. So it doesn't feel like work to me. It just feels like, you know, I'm very busy, but I enjoy doing it all. And, um, I just make it all fit. It all squeezes in and I still have time at, you know, at the at, at five o'clock to go help you know, coach my kid's soccer team. So it, it all works out. That's awesome. As we start to, to wrap up here, is there anything I haven't hit on that you think would be an, important to convey to the audience? Yeah, I, I really think that not putting too much pressure on yourself as a dental professional and reaching out to your peers um, to not go in on this, you know, the stressful journey alone is, is very important. Take action look at yourself in the mirror and realize if you're not enjoying your day in dentistry and it's, it's really getting to you, do something, you know, whether for me, it was therapy, but for you out there, it could be a coach, a, a consultant, a, a mentor, a peer, whatever it takes to not do this alone. The name of the podcast is Dentist Puns and Money. Do you have a, a good dental pun? or joke that you'd like to share? Yeah, whenever I have kids, and even sometimes adults, I like to crack jokes. And um, a good one uh, that I like to say is, um, you know, why did the banana go to the hospital? I don't know. Why did the banana go to the hospital? Sorry, I I jumped over here. Why did the banana go to the hospital? It wasn't peeling well. (laughs) Very good. Or why why did the cookie go to the doctor? 
I don't know why the cookie went to the doctor. Feeling crummy. <laughs> These are these. This is just these are gems that uh, if you don't get if you get anything from this podcast, a couple of these jokes use on kids. They love it. They love little jokes. And smile a little bit more too. I think we all need to hear that sometimes. I have mastered the dad jokes and dental jokes. So the two of those combined, I get a lot of uh, eye rolling. But it's you know it's all fun. It's a great Venn diagram: dad jokes and dental jokes, right? Yeah. They overlap. So pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah, they overlap quite a bit. Dr. Eric, uh, for people that are listening that are interested in, in reaching out to you about the, the stress-free dentist or dealsfordentist.com, what's uh, the best way to, to connect and get in touch? Yeah, so you can email me, info at thestressfreedentist.com, and you can join us on the Stress-Free Dentistry Facebook group. That is Dr. Eric Block, stress-free dentist and founder of dealsfordentists.com. Dr. Eric, thank you for sharing your story, your expertise, and for being a guest on Dentist Puns and Money. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening and following along. Are you a dentist nearing your retirement from clinical, or have you already hung up your handpiece? Would you like to learn more about ways to reduce your taxes and generate income from your assets in retirement? Our affiliated firm, Dentist Exit Planning, might be able to help you with those two things. Schedule an initial consultation with us on our website. Our web address is DentistExit.com. There's no obligation for your initial consultation. Again, schedule that initial consultation at DentistExit.com. As for our disclosure, Dentist Exit Planning and Terrell Advisors is a registered investment advisor. The information presented should not be interpreted or construed as investment, legal, tax, financial planning, or wealth management advice. It does not substitute for personalized investment or financial planning from Dentist Exit Planning or Terrell Advisors. This podcast conveys the views and opinions of Sean Terrell and his guests, and the information herein should not be considered a solicitation to engage in a particular investment or financial planning strategy. Information presented is for educational purposes only, and past performance is not indicative of future results.